I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Heath. And I'm Chelsea. And this is Football Inside Out, a podcast from Copa 90. We're coming to you every single day from the Copa 90 Clubhouse in Lyon, bringing you all the excitement from the 2019 Women's World Cup in France. And you can find us at the bar, Super 5, screening the remaining match. Now hit that subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode. Coming up today, I spent some time with Nandi and Adeem, who's been on the show before to talk about the personal story, but this time she's just talking World Cup. And then we took a trip to the Fan Zone in Lyon to speak to some of the traveling fans of the World Cup. But first, here are five things you need to know going into your day. Football Inside Out by Copper 90. Number one of the five things you need to know going into your day. Sweden have finished third in the World Cup after defeating England 2-1 in a three-quarters empty stadium. Kind of sad. That is very sad, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's Brits, isn't it? Do you think, do you think it was a... Do you think it's an indicator that people don't care as much about the 3-4, 3-4 match as the players do? Or is it just a lot to ask fans to now travel one more time? Because if they were in they were in uh, Lyon and if they made it to the final, they would be in Lyon, right? Yeah, but people, like so many people, I think like 80% too was in the crowd anyway in the in the first round. All my friends were taking time off work. So yeah. if you're not going to win nothing, it's like you might as well just get paid, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> get the we money, do, girl. Do, get the money. Yeah, we do have uh, bills to pay. Uh, number two, it's the first time that England and Sweden had played in a, in a Women's World Cup. And in the last 18 games, England had only won twice. So on paper, it didn't look good from the start. Do you think that there was just so much hope on winning the World Cup that they kind of just left it all in their last match and didn't have much left? No, I think every game we've gone into, we've thought like we might win, right? So it's like not changed for me. It was like the same feeling I had against USA. Two early goals though. Yeah, exactly. And then I went the bar. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it just felt like it just, they, that was the most flat that I had seen them, almost like a little bit defeated from the moment. Maybe after that first goal, they started said like, oh man. Um, yeah, what's number three? Number three, player of the match. Who's wow. your player? Um, I've, I've just really liked uh, Stina Blackstinius. Uh, just like, a, what a name, yeah. first of all. that's That should be player she of the won. match. Just yeah, the she name. should win should for that. Name yeah. of the match and then mm. player of the match. Just like extremely aggressive on the attack. And I just thought her consistency throughout the tournament at least leading into today has led me to she had an assist today so that's my player of the match okay cool I'm yeah. not going to disagree number four Chelsea striker 
Alvaro Morata is set to join Atletico Madrid on a permanent basis once his 18-month loan spell with the club comes to an end. What do you think about that? Um, he's one of the... I, I read another thing about him recently that when he does make this transfer, he'll be like one of the most expensive players ever with all of his transfers put yeah, together. Really, it's like, like over a couple hundred million or something. I live, right, I live right next to Stamford Bridge, yeah? So I, I get to go to the Chelsea games sometimes if there's like someone outside, like not wanting to go. Um, and I've, I've seen him and I'm just like, a few times, I don't know, last season when he was at Chelsea... What he's, he's got so much talent that you every coach thinks that they can get the most out of him. Every manager thinks that they can change him. He's not him my or, kind of player at all. If I was a manager, I would not want, like, I'd want, like, a Suarez or, like, a, I don't know, Michael Owen or someone yeah. small, low, lower sense to gravity. A, a Liverpool player? No, but, like, <laughs> yeah. when I grew up watching them, <laughs> yeah. basically, like, she just quick and small and like yeah. he's very or like, like Fernando Torres for no example, he was, he was a bit say, more elongated he yeah. was a bit, not as okay. Peter Crouch elongated but he okay. was still elongated but mm, yeah he's not my kind of play I'm not gonna lie yeah that's fair and finally number five uh, t- long after tonight's Women's World Cup final the US men's national team will play against Mexico in the Gold Cup final and the US men's national team is the only team that's yet to concede a goal in the Gold Cup and the only team that's actually gone on to win the entire tournament before that without conceding a goal was Mexico twice in uh, 96 and 2003. So Pretty another gay. matchup. It's the final that everybody expects in CONCACAF. And here they are playing again. Yeah. So those are the five things you need to know going into your day. I love them. This is Copper 90. Wow. We are nearing the end of our daily podcast journey. We are. It's kind of like Christmas, but like the day after Christmas, you know, when yeah. it's like you're over it, but you wish it wasn't. Yeah, but like you are like, would be like the parent that only comes home on Christmas because you've only done a couple episodes of this. I have. You don't I'm, know the trauma uh, that listen, you've had. For... I'm out there bringing home the bacon. Yeah, okay? that's, that's true. Do you want presents? <laughs> yeah, do you want, you want presents or not? No, it, it's been fun though. It, um, Today's like the first cool day. I had the windows open and a breeze came through and I was like almost wondering what that was yeah well obviously um we moaned a lot about the weather yesterday mm-hmm. and i feel like i shouldn't moan i'm english right so i should clinch every bit of sunlight i get but it has really been like too hot but fundamentally moaning about weather is british. like <laughs> british that is about as british sure. as it gets right? and i hate talking about the weather so please let's move on but yeah it's yeah. cooler yeah so it's the day of the final yeah the day that we never thought would arrive when mm-hmm. We first got here. I can't talk to Americans about this though, because you you're just sat there like I wish we well actually people can't see you now, but uh, <laughs> like I wish I wasn't having this conversation with you because you know you always knew that you were going to get there, really, didn't you? I didn't actually. I mean, I was going into this tournament. I I knew that the U.S. were favorites because they were like current champions, but I didn't think that they would have as they haven't had an easy run, but oh, they've taken on. down they've taken down France yeah. and then England, like. I thought for sure one of those were going to like sort of disrupt them and knock them out. So like on a scale of one to 10, what was the chance of you making the final? Be honest. Because I think it's a solid 10 for most of no, Americans. I, I, it's easy to say 10 now, but like I would say going into the tournament, I thought it would be like a five or a six. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, the rest of the world is catching up and the U.S., created so much controversy throughout this World Cup in terms of like over-celebrating and the Thailand Mm. game and all the way through that I thought eventually, like when teams play against the US, you play it every time like a World Cup final, Mm. right? Whenever you play a team that's better than you or considerably better than you on paper or historically, you play it like a final, which means you have nothing to lose. You're the extreme underdog and you just play. Whereas 
the U.S. has everything to lose every time that they play. So I thought if you could have the right combination of enough players not having a great day for the U.S. and a team playing with nothing to lose, that's a recipe for an upset. And it just hasn't happened. Like, I mean, England was right there yeah, off of a penalty. <sighs> but like, if they score that, I think the U.S. crumbles. In the same way that I thought that if there was 10 more, match, 10 more minutes in the match against France... France would have scored. I mean, I know we're playing 100-minute matches now because <laughs> thanks to VAR, everything's like 100 minutes. But if there was, like there was a, every time the U.S. has been scored on, essentially, there is a massive momentum shift where you can see that they are very, very fragile. When England scored, they were very fragile for a while. Yeah, but it's interesting hearing you say that because I've been, obviously, to most of the U.S. games, um, been traveling around. Huge fan. Thank you for coming. <laughs> I've just been, you know, weighing up the competition for the girls. But, um, but I feel like every single fan I spoke to, it was American, was just like, yeah, we're going to win. From like the, you know, what, it had like, what, what do you want them to say? Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. Like, like oh, I've you... traveled all the way here from across the world. I've spent all my savings. I hope, uh, no, yeah, we're probably going to lose. They're just so confident, like so confident, you know, it's like, it's just interesting to you say that what you, you, want you them to, What do you want them to be? Well, like, not like confident? you say like, well, you know, never know what could yeah, happen. But I, I, it's I, football, I, but no, they're like, yeah, we're going to win everything because we're the best. And it's like, Oh God! Yeah, but I think you at a certain point in this tournament, you either had to you like I know a lot of Americans that turn their backs on the U.S. Okay, I've not met none of them yet. Like a lot of people, because the the controversy w- was that like, what's better, like tournament play or or the greater good of the women's game? Right, mm. the U.S. losing allows more teams to advance in countries that are developing in in football. Right, that's a that's a better thing for women's football moving forward. For sure. It's not a good thing when the U.S. runs through it and then we just get reminded of like kind of where progress is in some places. If France or England beat the U.S., uh, then that's better for women's football. If the U.S. had been beat in the group stages, it's better for women's football. So a lot of Americans were kind of torn because they had this like ultimate arrogance or confidence from the very start, from the Thailand game on to like the tea celebration. By the way, did you see what's her name from Game of Thrones? Did anybody see that today? She came out in support of Alex Morgan for doing the celebration because she uh, said it was a tribute to her. Okay. And she came out saying, I, so, I, I stand by Alex Morgan's celebration. This wasn't like a, a shot at British people. It was, yeah. a, it was uh, like, an, an, like, uh, like a tribute to... Someone from Game of Thrones? What's the girl? The redhead girl. Sansa. What? Sansa? Yeah, yeah. She goes out with him, Joe Jonas. Yeah, yeah. Her. Have you seen her on Instagram? They look like the cutest couple, by the way. I'm like, oh. They've yeah. got like two little husky Did dogs. Did they just get married? Did they? I don't know. Engage something? I don't know. I don't know. The relationship's definitely getting serious though because MTV News keep posting them. I'm like, oh, something's happening, baby. Is MTV News the place where you MTV go for News, serious? MTV News, mate, Lincoln bio <laughs> and all that. I'm like, bang on that. I'm like, yeah. who's getting another song then? Let's go. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they. Uh, but that, that whole controversy has allowed people to be like sort of separated because they're like, oh, they're so arrogant. It's not good for the game. Listen, it's not arrogance. Like I'm a Liverpool fan, right? And everyone can't stand us because when we win something, we're like, wow. You, but, you guys win something very rarely. <laughs> we've won more than Arsenal, who you support. So. Yeah, but like, hey, we're, hey, how, 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 <laughs> how far are we you going back on that? Relax, Heath. Live enjoy, and die in the Champions enjoy, League, huh? Enjoy this World Cup, mate, because it'll be a long time before you win anything else again. Anyway, but... It's funny that literally 60 days ago, you wouldn't be saying this. <laughs> but now I can. 
And that's like Americans who you say, yeah. well, we were champions. I'm like, yeah, so wait, let's talk about six, baby. You're Champions League champions. Anyway, but that's the point. I am a Liverpool fan, so I talk and everyone hates us. So I get it. Like, I can't have this thing with the Americans. You're overvaluing like, how much people hate you. <laughs> I think you're, you're we, we, we don't think about you at all until you win something. But can I just say, I actually yeah. really want you to win it. Now, I, I, I love Netherlands and stuff. I, I know a few of the girls there, but the whole Trump... Megan thing that went on and he's like win it first before you get invited to the White House and all that I was like oh, I want you to win it now and yeah. I hope she scores like a hat trick and then just like I don't know does a celebration towards him but that's the thing that people are arguing against though is that like Megan Rapinoe is fighting the US president whereas people are fighting for just rights to play football and mm. that's the difference is like oh your pity like your conversation is about fighting with the president of your country But, but there's other countries that are like just fighting for a resource to have a professional. No, but she was fighting for LGBT community because the whole argument started with someone videoing her and someone going, oh, you're going to go to the White House? And she was like, I'm not fucking going to the White House because obviously he doesn't stand for nothing that she stands for as a woman. So yeah, we, we, we fight for football or she's fighting for football, but she's also fighting for other things. And I, I respect that. Yeah, but that's again what the argument is, is that like it's fighting, it's fighting for things that like, like fighting for, for... Like, it's such a separation from what other people are fighting for that it's losing the people that are at the bottom are losing their voice because this is fighting for something on a, on a, a larger scale and a, and a more advanced level that other people haven't even established rights yet. Yeah, versus but, like, I mean, she's her own person, you know what I mean? And she's standing up for a lot of other people who are maybe not having a voice. So it's an argument in it. We can agree to disagree on that one, but... I, I rated it. I'm, I'm I'm with you on this. I'm just it? saying what the 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 argument is from people I've is seen saying so that so many comments. To be fair, on a Twitter because I went on and like retweeted it, and I was like, "Yeah, you're a G." But so many people were like, "How dare you come at our president?" Like I'm like, mate. Yeah, like, I mean that's 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 a completely different part of of this whole thing. That's that's like Twitter. Like that's yeah, Twitter but in it's general. Still people, like, right? Yeah, <laughs> like it's 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 Twitter in general. It's more of just like. The argument of people saying, is it better for the U.S. to be out or in for the advancement of everything in women's football, right? Like, it's one thing to talk about the LGBTQ community in your argument with the president. It's another thing that, like, everybody who's, like, hyper-conscious about women's football and the pivotal moment that we're in or trying to create and how that's a distraction from what we're trying to do because it's discussing something that it's, it's basically that like there's all these tentacles and everybody's fighting for the same things yeah. but there's this fear that all of this like the people who are actually needing to advance are the ones that aren't because there is much bigger things at play if that makes sense it's hard isn't it because yeah. like she's in a different space now so i'm sure you know if it was 10 years ago and she wasn't the amazing player she is now and the star player then she might you know be in another conversation but now obviously i don't know she's at that point in her career where she feels like, well, I'm a professional now. Like I'm a star player. Like I guess she makes decent money and now she's wanting to fight for other stuff. I, I do get it. It's well, just, well, she's using her voice. She's, yeah, using, she's using her using platform, her voice, which is yeah. great. And I'm, and I'm for that. It's yeah. just the, the other side of the I argument is what people are saying. I think, I think it's, I think now I have to ride for the U S through the end because they've been so loud and bold and proud and whatever yeah. that it's, it's allowed the rest of the world and other people, whether within our country of the U.S. and, and outside, to just label them however they want, right? Mm. Because they've been kind of like just loud the whole way through. That if they do win, there's nothing better than a loud team that then just follows through and wins. Yeah. But the whole world is You've trying to take respect, you down right? from, yeah, from that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I definitely respect you. It's like, no matter how much, obviously, every single time you play, everyone 
to use guys to get beat, but that's so much pressure. And I think, you know, you're all like machines. When you when you watch them, they're like robots and they like, I don't know, it's mad, but like I respect the team a lot, even yeah. though, you know, I don't really like you chatting 24-7, but it's fine. But it, it just is what it is. You know, it's a, we're, we're in, we're in, a, we're in we're in a final. Um, but you had a chance to talk to Nadia Nadim, who's been on our show before. What an amazing woman. Incredible. Can I just say, yeah, yeah. so lovely as well. Yeah. Um, very inspirational. I, I walked away from that just feeling like I need to do a lot more with myself. <laughs> right? Say, yeah. I had the same thing where it's like you realize that there are just levels to all this, that somebody like her has found a way to just constantly make a difference despite what she's been through. But she chatted with you about all things World Cup this time around, right? Yeah, she. we talked a lot. We talked about the World Cup. We talked about VAR. I mean, yeah, you should yeah. just listen. Here it is. Football Inside Out by Copper 90. I've been here actually the entire World Cup. Um, I've been working with Bean Sport. I have my own digital show uh, called Be Inspired. You know, they had the opportunity, the chance to be able to, you know, spread the message about sports, meet inspiring women like Abby, Casey Stoney, Ibti Haj Mohammed. And um, yeah, and I was like, why not? I know it's my vacation, but I think, um, again, um, sometimes you have to, to do a bit, little more to change some stuff you want to change. Have you enjoyed it, your time here? Uh, yeah, it's been nice. I've watched the World Cup, it's been amazing so far. I've watched a lot of games. What was your favorite game then? Uh, definitely Scotland against Argentina. It's been, it was amazing just because the atmosphere, you know, the passion that the Argentinian players showed at the end. Uh, I don't know, I just, I had goosebumps after the game and it was one of the most exciting games in terms of like, you know, VAR, oh. retake, it had it all. and. I felt so bad on Scotland now. I agree, because my friends, you know, I was supporting Scotland because I was wearing MC's shirt. And, but at the end, I just like, you know what? That's the best part about football. Anything can happen. And I've just been like super proud of seeing what the level's been. It's been amazing. You know, the quality of football's been so good. Like US, England, France. They've played such beautiful black like, football. Um, do you want to express your opinion on VAR? <laughs> like I feel yeah. the whole world. Has. No, yeah, <laughs> no. You know what? I think it's a good, like obviously it's a good technology. It's gonna help the game, especially the big games where the small mar- margin is gonna decide everything. You know, it feels like we haven't spent enough time to educate the people sitting with the decisions. You know, yeah. um, and. Sometimes you see some stuff during the games against, I mean, France, US. There was no VAR decision the entire game. And I was like, and there were points, you know, after the game that if you watch it, you're not. Like, mm. Yeah. So it's been a bit, I don't know. At the beginning of the group stages, there was a lot of decisions with VAR. But then suddenly, I don't know if they had a meeting. We're like, guys, we need to chill down with the, this, you know. And then you haven't seen a lot of it. Um, I think you used right. Uh, it's an amazing tool. Uh, it's going to help the game, definitely. But it's like, now nobody wants to celebrate a goal because it might go to VAR and then it might be ruled yeah, out. So it's like, I can see the players sometimes like, look at them. Am I, is this <laughs> the goal? And then, then the refs are like, yeah. And, and everyone is there. It was like, oh, <laughs> wait. Ellen White. Every, uh, but no. You think there's no offside? Yeah, I mean, I, I could say yeah. it's offside, but I mean, oh, surely. Yeah, so close. Come on. Um, obviously, you just mentioned the US then. You've played with a few of the girls mm. before. Do you think they're no. going to lift it again? I'm not going to lie. Yeah, definitely. I do not, I don't see how, you know, Holland, massive respect. We played them in the Euro finals two years ago. Now they're in a World Cup final. Huge respect then. But I don't think they've been playing beautiful football or like they haven't been one of the teams that you'd be like, oh, I'm so excited to watch them play. 
against Japan, extremely lucky. The VR saves them against Italy. Was a yeah. It was you know if they want to win it, they have to change something. But I just don't know what is what's gonna <laughs> help. No, you know really because I know some Dutch players and I I just US is gonna they want it badly. I think. Are you gonna be at the final? Definitely, I'm gonna be there for sure. And um, yeah, I just hope for a really good game. You know, for the like for the sake of the game. I want an intense final. Action, drama, action, VR, <laughs> decisions, <laughs> wrong or right, whatever. Yes. I just mix up. Okay, goals. All right, then. Retakes. <laughs> but I'm super excited, you know. It's been an amazing World Cup. Okay, so obviously you've played with a lot of the players in the tournament. Um, who has been a standout player for you? A player that I love, love playing with and hanging out with and is Tobin Heath. I think she is amazing. Everything, every time she's on the ball, you know something's gonna happen. I think she's been brilliant. Uh, Rapinho has been awesome. Uh, Nikita Parrish, like Alan Light, you mentioned yeah. she's cold in front of goal. You know, you don't see the entire game, and then she's there. And there's been a lot of like highlights, mid, like you know, uh, the Dutch striker, Vivian, the, yeah, yeah, Vivian has been awesome. PFA um, player of the year. Yeah, I, you know what? She's what 22. Yeah, it's amazing. She scored what 67 now. She's on fire. Yeah. Like for the, it's that's crazy. But I feel you know like and then not to mention Crystal Dunn because she's a defensive player. You don't really talk about the defensive player yeah. so much. But I think she was the reason France lost against US. Like yeah. player of the match in my eyes. You know, so many great players and this final, it's gonna be good. Bring it on. Football inside out by Copper Ninety. Well, obviously, Nadia there said that her favourite game was Scotland-Argentina. Uh, what's been your favourite game so far, do you reckon? It was a good one, though. Uh, US-England. Oh. <laughs> well, also... Of course. I've watched the iteration of your song before that, of <laughs> It's Coming Home to It's Coming Home to Love, yes. which I think is great that but your song the... iterates, but also I know what the original song was. Yeah, but listen, no. I was just so, so On, unsupposed. Honestly, working for like a, a British-US company going to the last World Cup and kind of like not having, the US team wasn't there. So sort of falling in love with the English team as they went on this run and all of the beer throwing, which I haven't seen as much of this time around. But just that sort of watching, it, uh, being connected to a country and watching them come to life around a, a tournament and come more together. Obviously, the US and England both like kind of uh, politically in, in really rough spots, you know? <laughs> yeah. But to see everybody come together around a tournament is like, as cliche as it sounds, it's a really cool thing, so... The U.S. England game was my favorite. I wish it was. A, it deserved to be a final. I think. Um, and then France game was also. Was good. it a penalty for you? I actually haven't gone back to watch it uh, because I don't need to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> good. I don't need to. I, I, if it, had they scored that, I would watch it a thousand times. That's the reality. I just haven't. I I follow all of the U.S. like broadcasters, and they're all geo blocked here. Mm. So we were I, talking about this yesterday, though, right? Like, do you think that? every single penalty should be a goal. Like, do you just think it's 12 yards, bang, put the ball down, it should be a goal instantly? Because I was having this argument being like, listen, Messi's missed, like the best players in the world miss penalties. And Nadia was saying to me, it's the pressure, it's the pressure. And Ethan, a friend of ours, he was like, no, if you put that ball down and you can hit it as hard as you want, this is how he talks yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, you, that should be a goal. And I was like, well, what do you think? Like he's saying it should be a goal he's every time. Every single time, no matter. If you're a professional footballer, you should be able to hit the target. Yeah, I mean, no. I, I don't disagree. Think, yeah, like there is an art form to that. Like there is goalkeepers that ha save like 
close to 50% of their penalties. Yeah, and if they go the right way, like they've got like a lot of chance of getting it right. And the whole penalty. It is now with the penalty thing where you you can't like move your feet off of the line. I hate that Yeah, but don't you remember 2005? uh, I was probably just born then. Yeah, uh, you were. So (laughs) clearly you wouldn't remember a Champions League final. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I remember. Do you remember your team was in a Champions League final? The which, last, which one are the, we talking about? It was the last time you guys won a trophy. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. 2005. Yeah, of course I know. I'm okay, but do you remember, Istanbul, do you yeah. remember uh, how far off the line? Jersey Dudek? Yeah. Oh, what a guy. It's like seven steps off the I line. He could have touched the ball on the penalty. So I get, the, I get the point of the rule, but now it's just more of like letter of the law becomes a very like sticky or tricky situation. But I do think with that rule, you should finish every single one. Yeah, because power mm. will beat you. Will beat a goalkeeper every time yeah. if they can't if they can't move. Like yeah. if you go with power to any sort of corner. Yeah, yeah, they're not getting there. Are they? Placement, you have a chance. Like, but goalkeepers now are like freezing and they're trying to like read it, or you have to just commit early. And committing early is a risk of like coming off your line early. So I think you should be finishing most of them now. I mean, that penalty like against the U.S. was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't good, really was poorly it? taken. That's pressure. That's what Nadia was saying. You know. It was so good, like, to talk to her because I know that when I play, um, like, one-on-one situations or anything, like, I just get nervy inside. Like, don't know, I'd, out of three times, I'll probably put one away and, like, I'm not I'm not cool at all at one-on-ones. But she was just like, yeah, like, just I'm in my head, I'm ice cold. Like, and she's just had this no-pressure thing about it. I was like, I need some of that. Yeah. But, um, but the VAR thing, yeah, we spoke about the penalty and then we spoke about, like, the offside thing. So, for me... I just want two things changed in football. Like, that's about oh, it. that's it. The okay. goalkeeper line thing. We get that. Just, just only two <laughs> just major two. things changed and in football. The offside thing where it's like, it, it is the rule supposed to be any part of the body that you can play the ball with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But like, I swear to God, like in, what was it? The Cameroon game or something? An arm was off. But like, you can't, that doesn't count, right? Because you can't play the ball with that. Yeah. But they called offside. Yeah, for they it? called offside. I swear. But it would have been her shoulder then that was leaning. Oh, but it's like, I just think that's like too so what much. Would you, on the how defensive. would you? How would you like to change that? Um, All right, you're standing in front of the entire FIFA committee right yeah. now, okay? And I did have like, a really valid point. They're and I like, forgot it. Uh, Chelsea Grimes, please present your argument. Um, well, you already started with um, so yeah, that's you. My lost. argument would be that you know I just do feel like it's more on the defensive side, like right now, like if it's. The, the arm, that's like not going to, or, or, um, you know, the way like. What position do you play? I play number 10, just behind the striker. Oh, that's weird that you're trying to suggest <laughs> that the game become more offensive. I'm, I'm now presenting I'm the counter argument upside. and, and no, you're, you know, you're like now a, showing bias towards no, what you're trying you know, to change. You know, like a, a sprint race, right? Usain Bolt or whatever. Like, is that just, is it just the, the beginning of the head or the whole head's got to be over or what? Is it just like the, the touch of it? I don't think it's head. I think it's chest. Is it chest? Yeah. Okay. Well, can't we just do that as a rule then? No. Why? Like you, you're saying, <laughs> like the chest should be the only thing that's offside. Well, I just feel like the arm can't surely count. Pick the arm the doesn't body count. Part. Or like one leg or something. It the does. leg does count. No, it's shoulder down to no, but the like foot. a full leg. Like it was the back of a heel. I seen another one like this. This a heel this much. I'm like. Come on. Yeah, but that's just the reality. Yeah, but it's just long. No, it's long, but like, like I, I understand your argument. It's just not. I know, but just, it's just, I just hate it. I think yeah. it's too it's too close. Like, at least a full body then. A full a body? A full body? Yeah. Like, that would be better, a full what body. What would be the point of offside then if you have a, whole, a full body to be 
so that you would be two full, like make no, sure you're two full off- bodies. Yeah, no one full, one full body, and you're offside. Right. Th- that would defeat the purpose of the defenders having to line themselves up and play a line on somebody. They would just keep dropping because you would never trust that. Like, no, they wouldn't. I promise you, if it was a full offside. body, then they would argue that a heel is the difference of a full body or not. You're just changing the rule to a different thing, and then you'd still complain about the heel being mm, the thing that called but it offside. This wasn't my argument. I did have a good one, and I was having a Twitter conversation with someone. I forgot it, but as soon as I find the argument that I had, I'm yeah. a bit hungover today. So, are you? <laughs> yeah. I would have never known. <laughs> I know. I look great, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we um we had a little bit of time uh in the uh fan zones uh to get some uh f- fan reactions and some fan atmosphere, right? Just chatting some people from around the globe. Around the world. So here it is. World Cup 2019. So we're from Sweden, Stockholm, and we are here to uh, cheer on the Swedish team, of course. We decided two days ago to go here when uh, Sweden won the, the game. I've been uh, a supporter for a longer time than her. Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm introducing her for the football, <laughs> the amazing game. I'm from Slovakia, but we came from London and supporting USA. Yeah, I traveled over, uh, came over Friday into London and then came into Paris. And then come down yesterday and watch the U.S. women last night against uh, England. Happy to see U.S. win. We're from California and we're a soccer team and we're playing games and watching the World Cup. So we've gone to the semi yesterday, we're going today, and then we're going to the final. So we went to the USA-England game. It was amazing, honestly. The atmosphere was uh, amazing and it was intense until the last minute. I've been supporting the women's football for about four or five years now. I got into that uh, with the USA team, actually, and their league, so yeah. Uh, the experience has been good. It's really awesome to see our ladies playing. However, I, don't, I think FIFA has really fallen short in terms of the quality that they're producing for the men's side of things. That the women are not getting in terms of how they're dealing with the fan base here, how they're dealing with um, tickets. tickets, seating arrangements, transportation, uh, and overall general facilities. I think the status of women's football, it's on the rise, you know. I think it's uh, its about time, and to be honest, they're, it's, a, it's a joy to watch. I mean, it's very technical, isn't it? And it may not be as fast-paced, but then again, you don't get all the craziness in it either, right? The, you know, the Neymars and all that sort of crazy behavior, you know? So it's kind of nice. It's, it's authentic. Um, I think it's, for us, it's more exciting for the women's just because, like, we can picture ourselves doing that one day. I feel like we can envision ourselves in this type of situation, like the World Cup, and it's just something to look forward to, really. So for, like, all the young girls that are traveling around, that's what I like. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Right, better. Copper 90. Traveling fans. Traveling fans. A lot of the arguments I've had with people around this uh, World Cup, especially like the anti-US contingent, And they are very, very strong on the internet. Right now, we're seeing a final of probably the two best fan bases. So the two fans that have traveled the best have the, like, if it was a World Cup of fans, that's what the final would be. Holland against the US. England showed up, for sure. There was, like, in that stadium, US against England, there was a lot of of English fans. But just the pure numbers and commitment, I like my argument to people is if you are against uh, the US national team doing well, or you're for your country doing well, show up. Yeah. And I'm this isn't like an elitist like can you afford to show up? I'm talking about the people who I'm having arguments with that have probably have access to the opportunity to do that but would rather sit at home and be keyboard warriors. Yeah. Like show up. Show up in numbers and support your team. For sure. That's one thing that you can't take away from you guys like the fans. I I spent a day with the Outlaws as well and oh my gosh, they're just like, you know, I think one of them spent like over 40,000 yeah, that's just stupid. But well, I mean, like, it, 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 yeah, that's yeah, stupid. But okay, it's a lot of money. Yeah, but maybe that's the you know they're just so behind you guys. And I was like, you know, it'd be quite hard to find that anywhere else. And then I spent the day with the um, the Dutch fans, and they done the parade, the march, and it was like, how did, show me that march again that you're doing. That's a, <laughs> it's also like it's a the, robot march, the pizza crotch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, thank you. Dancing is also in my abilities um but yeah so and and they were they were nuts and they had the the dutch music playing and they've got like stereos everywhere in the orange and it, it did feel like a proper party with them well and they like those fans that when we've talked about this a little bit but when holland won the euros right women they they hosted it and they weren't expecting there to be any sort of like real like fans showing up locally yeah and they just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and Holland went on to win it and like made a whole generation of new fans for the women's sport. Then they've come here and they've rallied behind them every single game, created a home field advantage for them yeah. every single game. And now they are, they're in a final, which shows you the power of the fan, the power of the support and how it big is. it is. Not just like, I know we're, we're, we're fighting for all kinds of different things, but just like the support in general is another thing that helps increase awareness because you tell a friend who tells a friend that like, sort of word of mouth marketing. Now you see like the traveling carrots that they have, like thousands and thousands <laughs> of Dutch fans showing up and going crazy in the streets. Did you and just, just call re- the fans a carrot? Yeah, they're dressed as carrots. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They're traveling carrots. Like they're in carrot costumes. Oh, okay. I've not seen one. I just thought you would just saying because the orange and i was like okay. if you spent a day with the dutch fans they got, well, they're, they're really oranges tough. right they yeah. say orange does it say that again orange? that sounds like a french dutch person <laughs> this is actually me talking scouts it's just a normal <laughs> way for the orange <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but yeah the, it is true you know they say 12th man or woman whatever you know it does help right like if you're there and you're going into a 50 50 tackle and everyone's like Wah! pumping you up like you just jump off or like it, it does give you an extra bit of you, 
You just brought up a random uh, thought that I had the other day, and I haven't had a chance to ask anybody, so why not ask right right now? Okay, got it. When you play, do you say man on on the pitch? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I say man on. Is that something that needs to change? Oh, I mean, I'm easy with it. It depends. I mean, if someone turned around to me and was like, um, excuse me, I'd rather you say woman on, then I'd be like, okay, no worries, cool, whatever. Yeah. But I've just said that since, you know. From an efficiency standpoint, though, woman on is going to get cut down to something, right? Girl on. Girl on. Girl on. Girl yeah. <laughs> I say that all the what's time. The, so. What's the sl- <laughs> That's what's no the, different yeah. to me, mate. Oh, wow. Here it comes. Here it all comes. It all, it's all coming you're going out. very red at the minute. <laughs> uh, you're going more red than I am. am. I? Yeah. Oh. It's okay. Well, I just yeah. last night's um, gin and tonics repeating on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it doesn't bother you? No, it doesn't. Not at all. I'm, yeah. I'm easy with stuff like that. Um, um, yeah. So, for uh, the final, what's your what's your prediction? Uh, I think obviously you think America are going to win, right? Because you're American. But I don't know. I I hope it's three or four goals in it. Yeah. I'd like that. Like, and then I'd feel like it was it was decent. Obviously, underdogs. I always root for the underdogs. Yeah. So I'm going to be supporting Netherlands and Viv up top. She's the homie. There it is. Streaks. Yeah. Viv made another episode of this. We're on like 15 or 16 now. What a player be. though. She's yeah. so good. She's and so she's good. so sweet. Like I just love her as a person. She is. So um, yeah, I'll be supporting them. But I can't take it on away from you guys. And like you said, everyone, it's just that when I actually think about the US, I just think it must be so difficult. Like even though you're in the best team, it's a, that's so much pressure. Like everyone wanting you to lose every single game. And, you know, it's 1-1 in like the 85th minute or something. And you, I, I saw um, Rapino say, you know, we always think even if we're 2-0 down that we're, we're still going to win. And it reminded me of like, you know, the 90s Man United team when you just know that they were going to score or something was going to happen. I thought you were going to say 90s Liverpool team. no. We didn't win any when I was like, <laughs> when I was growing up. It's just our, our times coming back now, coming back around. Yeah. But um, but it was like that, and you just give me that same feeling. Yeah. It's like, and you can't take nothing away from that. It's you're an amazing side, and and with the whole Trump thing, oh, I just want you to like take the World Cup. Yeah, it's like, it's it's one of the, the the U.S. team is is one of those things where if they can win this, then it truly is like uh like the dream team that we had in basketball where they like all the best NBA players from the nineties that went in and just crushed everyone and became this thing in history for us of like, do you remember the dream team? And this team is the same thing. If they can repeat winning 15 and 19 and do it as loud and sort of like everybody wants personalities in football till you have personalities in football. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, whoa, 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 chill it out. Like nobody wants that. Because if, if I was approaching it, I'd be like, let's we're the champions. Everybody's trying to, take us down let's just like be quiet but the best let's just like ride through quietly you, you can't though because even our, our chat with him you know at a hegerberg and she said you need egos like in yeah. in championship winning teams like you need it and i do believe that like when's the last time you you really saw you know a team win anything and they haven't had like at least one controversial player in the yeah. team it's just yeah. like and the weird part is that they have a lawsuit against the federation happening right they've got the trump stuff going on they're the current champions the players and the coach apparently don't get along at all. Okay. So there's like talk that if the US were to win it, they would win it in spite of Jill Ellis. Okay. But Jill Ellis has has lost one World Cup game and two World Cups. So the players have out either rallied for her or against her, but somehow amongst all of these issues, they're now in a final 
against Holland, which is pretty crazy. Like that's a lot of pressure yeah, to carry exactly. over and exactly. over and over again. I mean, the, you must have like a really solid unit. Do you know how the team gets along? Are they like super tight or? Well, like there's there was like Lindsay Horan, who's one of the best midfielders in the world, was benched for a match, and that kind of spread like wildfire. And it's an easy way for, and we don't know what's happening inside the camp. Maybe it was like, we're going to rest you or we need you deeper in the tournament because I would expect her to probably be in the starting team in the Mm -hmm. final. But like, those are the things that can tear away a team because she's somebody also that's a big personality, big ego. Yeah. And she's been benched. But they- She's been bitched. Benched. Bitched. No, you've heard that the right way. Now you're trying to act like you don't understand. It, everybody understands what I say. Not very many people understand what you say. You don't get to sell that. Uh, uh, but yeah, like uh, they're just a deep squad. They've made, yeah. I think against Chile, they had like six or seven changes. And if you were a general fan of football, you would have known all 11 girls on that team. You would have heard of them before. They're at like the forefront of women's football. They're like, 20 players deep, 22 players deep, which yeah. is which is unique. So I think, and Abby Wambach actually uh, had told us about her role in 2015 when she, we had her on the show, which was that this is the arguably ha- has been rated like one of the two or three best footballers ever. And in 2015, she was kind of a, a, a sub player, bench player, a bench right? player, and had to ch- sort of change her perspective. And I think that the US is so good and knows that like, it's not like, I think if they were a team that was maybe maybe had a chance of winning, you'd see a lot more fighting within the team if players didn't start or whatever because everybody wants to have their moment. But knowing that if you can put the team first, you have honestly the best shot of anybody to win a trophy, I think is is a pretty easy thing to rally behind, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's um, on the day. I do think he's, I'll take it home, but I just want a few goals. What do you, what do you reckon the score is going to be there? Um, I, I don't see there not being goals. I, I, I see that it may be like three, one to the U S okay. that's sounds maybe a little bit too confident for a final and finals usually disappoint in terms yeah. of like the quality. Cause both teams are sort of, it becomes more of a don't make mistakes and let Definitely it slowly open gonna up. going to be a penalty yeah. or something VAR, right? Yeah. I mean, VAR has been the one narrative that you can count on for every single match. So I expect that to happen, um, again, but that's all the time we have for again. We flew through it. That was fun. Hopefully you've sweat out a little bit of that hangover. <laughs> but that's it. That's another episode of Football Inside Out. We will be back tomorrow after the final. We're going to get a chance to recap the entire thing. Unfortunately, you're not with us. Yeah. You're going to the game. And I then, am, I am. You know. I'll um, send you a picture. Please do. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. And make sure you subscribe to Football Inside Out and leave us voice notes and messages at... Uh, football inside out at copa90.com and uh, use the hashtag hashtag copa90 inside out and uh, we will see you guys tomorrow this is a we are great production for copa90
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 